Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. faithful Indian companion Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of a great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'm Silver. Dan Reed, the 14-year-old nephew of the Lone Ranger, was one of two passengers on a stagecoach heading for San Felice. The girl who sat opposite him in the swaying vehicle wore the clothing of an Easterner. She had introduced herself as Kate Marbury. Oh, no, Dan. I'm not a school teacher, even though I may look like one. Oh, it's not that you look like one, Miss Marbury. It's the way you talk. Maybe that's because I've been to school in St. Louis. In St. Louis, huh? I went to a school in California for a while. Oh, did you? Uh-huh, but uh, I left before I graduated. Oh, what a shame. Oh, it wasn't a shame at all. Golly, I've been getting lessons from my... Well, <laughs> I guess you could call them my partners. Really? Yes, they're teaching me a lot of things besides the stuff you learn in school. I wish I could have stayed in school. Well, couldn't you? No. I've got to get back to San Felice to take care of the business my father left. Oh. He died a couple of months ago. Well, gee, well, that's a shame. Are you leaving the stage at San Felice? Well, yes, my friends are going to meet me there. I've been visiting some friends over in Osage County. Oh, I see. Uh, what was your father's business, Miss Marbury? 
You aren't very observing, are you, Dan? Well, sure I am, but... Didn't you notice the name on the side of this stagecoach? The name? Marbury Stage Lines. Oh, golly. Well, I never connected the name on the stagecoach with you. Well, it's my name, all right. Are you really going to manage the company all by yourself? Hardly. All I'll have to do is make sure that Mr. Bixby does his job. He's the manager. Oh. Oh, oh gracious. Oh, golly. Oh, what in the world? Oh, something smashed. Oh, Are you all right, Miss Marbury? Yes, I, I guess so. I must have smashed a wheel or an axle or something. Hang on in there. Sit tight. I'll be right down. Oh, what happened? You all right, Miss Kate? You all right inside there? Uh, I'm all right. How about you there, son? We just got shaken up a little. What happened? Uh, busted axle. Better let me help you out of there. Well, for a moment, I thought we were going to tip over. Well, doggone lucky we didn't. When Bixby hears of this, he's going to be roaring mad. Can you get out all right, son? I'm all right. Is there anything I can do to help? I don't know. How bad a break is it? Well, I don't know. Let me get down on my hands and knees for a look-see. I wonder how far it is to send police. See that tall pine just ahead? Well, it's five miles from there to town. Of all the ornery, cussed luck. Is it bad? Uh, it's plenty bad. We couldn't splice that in a million years. It'll take a new axle to get this wagon rolling. Up. What is it? I think I see something. Wait till I crawl under there for a closer look. If it's only five miles to town, we can walk. I hope we can, but I don't relish a walk like that in shoes like these. Thunderation! Of all the cussed ornery tricks. Oh, golly. What's the matter? Miss Kate, it's another underhanded double-dealing polecat trick of that double-twisted sidewinder by the name of Tom Turner. What in the world are you talking about? That actual sod so it'd break on us. Sod? Are you sure? You're doggone right, I'm sure, Miss Kate. And just wait till Bixby hears about it. I reckon he's told you about some of Tom Turner's tricks. Yes, he has. And now I'm going to have a showdown with Mr. Tom Turner. i never seen the critter, but I bet I know him on sight. I bet he's got a sneaking weasel-like face and shifty eyes. Here and... comes the rig. Maybe we can get lifted into San Felipe. Oh, oh. Hey, rain up a minute. That's what I'm doing. Uh, uh, you look like you could do with a lift. We certainly can. Well, I'm going to San Felipe, ma'am. File in. i better stay here with the horses, Miss Kate. You can tell Bixby to send out a spare axle. Oh, very well. Here are the bags, Miss Marbury. Oh, thanks. Now, just toss them in back there. <coughs> Let me give you a hand up, Miss Marbury. Oh. Uh, you know me? Now, I heard the boy here call you by name. Up you go. Oh, thanks. I'll be waiting right here, Miss Kate. Oh, I'll tell Mr. Bixby. Golly, we're sure lucky you came along. Glad to be helpful. Get up there. Yeah, it's a doggone shame when the stage has an accident with the owner of the line aboard. It uh, looked like an axle. Is that what it was? Yes, and it was no accident. No? The driver said someone had sawed the axle so it would break. Tom Turner's the one who did it. Just wait till I see that sneaking upstart. Why do you say he did it, Miss Marbury? He's made all kinds of trouble for the Marbury line. Yes? Yes. He's poisoned four of our horses. He's cut harness, sawed axles... And he even shot a couple of our drivers. Great day, ma'am. How do you know he's done all this? Mr. Bixby, the manager of my company, told me about it in his letters. Yes, but why would Turner do stunts of that sort? Because he started a two-bit stage line and he wants to get our business. Uh. Hey, have you got proof of any of these things you mentioned? No. No. Mr. Bixby says Tom Turner's too smart to get caught. Well, what you've said is sure news to me, Miss Marbury. I'm sorry to hear about it. 
The fact is, I'm... I'm awful sorry. You... You are? I sure am. Because, you see, I'm Tom Turner. Tonto was waiting with Dan Reed's horse, Victor, when Tom Turner's wagon reached the town of San Felice. Kate left the stage office and went to the hotel porch where Bixby, the manager, was waiting. He was furious when he heard what had happened. Miss Marbury, you mean to say Tom Turner brought you to town? What happened to our stage? An axle broke five miles east of uh, here. An axle, huh? Yeah. The driver said it had been sawed. Uh, more at Turner's work. Mr. Bixby, are you sure he's the one who caused all the trouble? You bet he is. Miss Marbury, he's trying to break this line. And at the rate things are going, he'll do it. Well, he did prove helpful today. He saved me a five-mile walk. Where's your stage and the driver? On the trail, just beyond the tall pine. I'll send help to him. What? Oh, look! The stable's on fire. Great Scott! Come on, Mr. Bixby. Are there any horses in there? Yes! Get those horses out! Get them out! I'll bet this is more of Tom Turner's work. Get those horses out! Never mind the fire! Just save the horses! Golly, Tonto, Mr. Bixby blames everything on Tom Turner, and I think Tom's all right. You're right, Dan. In a matter of minutes, the stable was a raging inferno. The building was doomed, but the townspeople fought to delay its collapse until the horses could be led to safety. Dan Reed and Tonto pitched in with the others, but unlike the others, they headed for a rear door. They saw a furtive half-breed come through the door and mount a horse. Without a backward glance, he rode away. What do you make of that, Tonto? Why didn't he stay around? Me not know. Maybe find out by and by. Do you suppose there are any horses in that part of the stable? Me go see. You wait here. Oh, but Tonto, I want... Oh, you wait. Dan had no choice. He waited for a minute that seemed like an hour. Then his Indian friend returned. Horse, all out of stable now. The men up in front have stopped fighting the fire. I guess they're going to let her burn. There's nothing else to do. What do you make of that half-breed who rode away? Dan, you wait. Me tell story when we get to camp. What story? Scout and Victor over this way. What story are you going to tell the Lone Ranger? Uh, maybe half-breed start fire. Lone Ranger, maybe follow him. Maybe make half-breed talk. Well, I hope so. Because if the one that started that fire isn't found, Tom Turner's going to be blamed. Mr. Bix Bixby's out to get him. In camp, Dan Reed told the Lone Ranger what he had heard about Tom Turner and about the fire. Then Tonto added to the information. Me go inside to see if horses caught in rear stable. Fire plenty bad in rear. Worse than in front, Toto? Huh? Me smell burning coal oil. Coal oil? That's right. So that's what you discovered. Mm. Maybe half-breed spill coal oil and stable, make fire go plenty fast. I see. That half-breed certainly acted suspicious when he rode away from the fire. Are you sure he came from the stable? Yes, we saw him. If he'd had any business there, he'd have certainly stayed around to help fight the flames. That's right. His trail should be easy to follow. That's what me think. I think I'll disguise myself as a half-breed and call on him. Uh, me go help follow trail? No, Toto. I want to know what's going on in town. You and Dan will have to take care of that for me. What's going on? I want to know what's said about Tom Turner. If Bixby accuses him of starting the fire, 
I'd like to know what Tom has to say. Dan, you already know Miss Marbury. Perhaps you can find out what she intends to do. I'll try. I'll leave as soon as I can get into a disguise. We'll meet here in camp tonight and compare notes. What are you going to do when you catch up with that half-breed? I'm going to make him tell why he was in the stable and why he didn't stay to help fight the fire. The trail of Pedro the half-breed proved quite easy to follow. The Lone Ranger, with his face darkened by stain and wearing clothes of a nondescript nature, reined up after about three-quarters of a mile. A hundred yards ahead, he saw an old cabin beside which stood a chestnut horse. A half-caved-in barn stood near the house. He circled to keep the barn between himself and the house and approached closer without being seen. Leaving Silver at ground hitch behind the barn, he strode to the cabin and entered without knocking. Hey, what is this? Buenos dias, senor. Huh? Who are you? You are here alone. Uh, what of that? Uh, what is your name? I am called Pedro, but what's it to you? Why do you come here without robbing on the door? I come here, Pedro, because I think you were seen while in the stable that it burned. Huh? No. Did you not spill coal oil in that place? Did you not start the fire? Why do you say these things? Many times poor people who have no home climb into a hayloft for a place to sleep. See? It is bad to set a fire without first making sure you do not endanger the life of uh, one like you or like me. You were in the hayloft? You did start the fire. Nothing, mio. How did you do it? No, no, stand back. Don't come near me. How did you do it, Pedro? Answer me. Don't come closer. Stand back, I tell you. Oh, Senor Big Spaghetti, get this man. He's a witness. That trick is too old, Pedro. You expect me to turn to see you come behind me? Oh, don't bother. Get What's him? now? Get him! Oh, Senor Brixby, you came just at the right time. Who is this critter? I don't know, Senor, but he saw me. I'm sure of it. He saw me start the fire. Dead, huh? See. Si. <laughs> we'll take care of him in short order. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. continue our story. When the Lone Ranger, disguised as a half-breed, went to Pedro's shack, he confirmed the suspicion that Pedro had started the fire in the Marbury stable, 
But Bixby, sneaking into the place, struck the Lone Ranger with a barrel of his gun and knocked him unconscious. Then with Pedro's aid, he tied the helpless man and put him on a bunk in the corner. That'll hold him. It was at this point that the Lone Ranger regained consciousness, but he gave no sign. Senor Bixby, what are we going to do with him? I don't know yet, Pedro. I got to do something about Tom Turner. Ah, what happened? I'll tell you what's happened. After the fire, I was in the office talking to Miss Kate, telling her how Turner was behind all the trouble. She sat there listening to me and nodding from time to time. You see, Miss Kate, and things like this, you got to look for a motive. I see. Now, someone's out to break this company of yours. The only one with a motive is Tom Turner. But, Mr. Bixby, you've got to have definite proof against him before you can make any charges. I know that, Miss Kate. And I aim to get that proof. Loss of that stable today is a mighty serious thing. In fact, you'll have to go into debt to build new stables. Things keep on like they've been going, you'll be out of business in a couple of weeks. I've got to get proof against Turner, and I aim to do it. I suppose you're talking about me. You? Mr. Turner. So you think I'm responsible for all that's happened, eh, Bixby? Ah, Ben eavesdropping, huh? Come on in here, Sheriff. Tell Miss Marbury and Bixby what you found. Yeah, but I'll tell them all right. Sheriff, what's he talking about? About this, Miss Kate. A waterproof silver matchbox. I found it near the ruins of the stable. And it has my name engraved on it. Your name? The sheriff started questioning me and... I told him that if he had any suspicions, to throw me in jail. Yes, sirree, and that's just what I'm going to do. Jail? Well, uh, but, uh, well, Sheriff, there, there's been no official charges made. Not by you, Bixby. I'm holding Turner on suspicion of starting that fire. So that's what happened in town, Pedro. And right now, Tom Turner's in the calaboose where he's got 100% alibi for anything that happens. Santa Maria, Senor Bixby. That's bad. Kate Marbury's got to take one more great big loss to put her out of business. And Tom Turner, senor? He's got to be proved guilty of everything that's happened to the Marbury lines to put him out of business. I think I know how we can do it. Bueno, senor, bueno. Tell me how. I've been doing some thinking while I've been talking, and I've got the answer. Pedro, you got to act tonight. We're going to break Tom Turner out of jail. Then we're going to set fire to the saddle shed. That'll wipe out all the equipment of the Marbury stage lines. And Turner will be playing for it, eh? We'll see that he is. Pedro, I'm going to catch Tom Turner and the half-breed that's to break him out of jail. I'm going to catch him right in the act of starting the fire. Hmm? Yep. Got it all worked out. We'll take Turner out of jail, take him and that breed we've tied up on the bunk over there to the saddle shed. I'll see him there and shoot them both. But it'll be too late. <laughs> yes, sir, too late to save the saddle shed. Well, the sneaking fire bugs will have had the fire started for a seal. So, bueno, senor, that's good. Marbury and Turner lines are both out of business. Then, I'll get a franchise and go into business myself. Now, look, Pedro, we got to have help. Help, senor? What's the name of that critter that, uh, that, uh, cousin of yours that you talked about? Oh, Manuel. Yeah, where is he? He has a small farm south of here. You get him here in your shack by midnight tonight? I think so. Now you get him. 
Tell him there's some easy money. Oh, if that's the case, I know I can get him. You have him here at midnight, and I'll be here to tell you the plan. I'll have to start at once to get him here in time. All right. We'll make sure the ropes on that prisoner are good and tight. Ranger was helplessly tied when Bixby set out to return to town and Pedro left to get his cousin Manuel. Tight rope. He fought against the ropes, exerting the full strength of his muscles, but the rope was strong and the knots were well tied. He knew the details of Bixby's plan, but the knowledge would do him no good unless he could get free to act. He rested and then he renewed his efforts. And then he heard a sound whinny of his great horse, Silver, and realized that he was not entirely by himself. Boy in the door, I wonder. Silver! Come on, Silver! Come on, old fellow! Try again, Silver. Your horse can knock that door down. Here, Silver, come on, boy! Good work, Silver. Here, fellow. I've taught you to untie ropes. Bend down here. Down. Free my hands. The well-trained horse knew what was expected of him. His strong teeth fumbled with the ropes about the Lone Ranger's wrists. He tugged and hauled. He bit, and finally the knot grew looser. That's it, Silver. He tugged some more, and then the knot was loose. Now, won't take long to get this one off my feet. In another moment, the Lone Ranger stood. He took the gun belt that had been thrown over a chair in the corner, buckled it about his hips, then led Silver from the room. Come on, fella. Now we can travel, Silver. Steady, big fella. Come on, Silver! Oh, steady, big fella. Oh, golly, you were a long time. Dan, Toto, I've learned the truth, but I can't prove it. And what we do to help? Is Tom Turner making all the trouble? No, the schemer's name is Bixby. He's trying to smash both stage lines so he can take over. Tonight's a showdown, and they've got to do something about it. Now, each of you will have to do his part. Uh-huh, and what we do? Just tell us. Here's the plan. Now, listen carefully. While he outlined the plan that he'd decided on during the return to camp, the Lone Ranger threw aside the disguise and resumed his own familiar clothing. Then he put the mask in place across his eyes. In the meantime, Dan and Tonto had saddled their horses and made ready to ride. Steady there. Now, you understand what you're to do? Uh-huh. You sure do, and you can count on us. Good. Don't forget the people you're to see, Dan. I won't forget. Tonto, you're riding with me. Uh-huh. Be ready. I'll start right now. We're all starting right now. Steady, big fella. The Lone Ranger and Tonto rode hard toward the south until they came to a little gully near the trail. They reined up. It's a good place to wait. Yeah, steady, big fella. Good enough, Tonto. Get the horses out of sight. I don't think we'll have long to wait. 
In the meantime, Dan reined up in front of Kate Marbury's home. He found the girl inside, studying reports of her most recent losses. Miss Marbury, I've got to speak to you alone. Oh, we're alone, Dan. What's on your mind? It's Tom Turner. Oh. He's not to blame for what happened. No? No, but unless you'll help and persuade the sheriff to help, you'll never learn who's really to blame. Sit down, Dan. You know something. What is it? Dan talked and Kate listened for the next quarter hour. The girl's face underwent a change. When Dan had finished, she rose with a new determination in her eyes and said... Come with me. We'll call on the sheriff. It was midnight when Bixby brought his horse to a halt in front of Pedro's shack. He dismounted, looked around... But the moonlight revealed nothing to indicate that things were not as he expected. He went to the window and looked into the shack. An oil lamp burned low and the light was made even more feeble by a badly smoked chimney. He saw a dark-skinned man lounging in a chair. And against the back wall of the room, a figure lay beneath a blanket face to the wall. Then Bixby went inside. Take it easy. Senor, Where's Pedro? He's not far, senor. He will be with us soon. You're uh, his cousin Manuel, aren't you? Who else would you expect to find here, senor? How much did Pedro tell you? I hope to hear from you what is to be done. You are senor Bixby, eh? Yeah. How are you on handling a jailbreak? <laughs> senor, I can get anyone out of jail. Especially the jail in San Feliz. Good. Now, here's what's got to be done. We're going to break Tom Turner out of jail. Who, senor? Tom Turner. I don't expect to know him, but that don't matter. And then what? We drag him over to the Marbury saddle shed. Start a fire and shoot him. We also got to take the critter that's over there on the bunk. See, si, see, si, but, senor, what is to be gained by all of these? Well, didn't Pedro tell you what I aim to do? Well, Pedro told me very little. Well, a month from now, there'll be one stage line in town. And I'll own it. You'll be well paid for what you do. <laughs> we'll pull the wool over that addle-headed sheriff's eyes. You will, huh? Yeah. What's that? Now sit still. You you... slip, sheriff. You forgot to talk to suit your disguise. Now, what sort of a trick are you trying to play, huh? All right, Bixby. You've got the drop on me. One murder more or less won't matter. Stop it, Bixby. You... Good work. I'll reach for another gun. I'll break your left arm, too. It's a frame-up. It's a true fact, Bixby. We got them all. Gonna bust Turner out of jail, huh? Come in here, Tom. You're too late, Bixby. He's already out of jail. Going to kill me, were you, Bixby? Let fire to my saddle. Turner, Miss Kate. If you didn't have a busted wrist, I'd smash your nose. No, now, wait, no, wait. Bixby, we've got you dead to rights. You've also got Manuel and Pedro. In fact, I borrowed these clothes from Manuel. But how... Well, what are you doing here? How did you the know... The Lone Ranger waylaid the breeds. He knew your whole plan. The Lone Ranger? Well, that masked man. So he's the one who smashed my wrist. Hey, wait a minute, mister. Don't go. Tom, I guess you can handle things from here. Oh, yeah, but we... Well, I owe my life to you. Oh, uh, Bixby had one good idea, Tom. When he spoke of having just one stage light in San Felice. Why don't you and Miss Marbury join forces? 
cake. You hear that? Oh, it's not a bad suggestion. <laughs> you two just postpone talking private matters until we get these crooks in jail. I'll take victory. Tom, you bring those two that we left tied up in the woodshed. Gosh, Sheriff, before I do anything else, I, I want to thank you for letting me out of jail so I could be in on the showdown. Don't thank me, Tom. If you ever see him again, you can thank the Lone Ranger. The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of The Lone Ranger, Incorporated.